Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more, sir. Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? Then Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080, The Fan. Oh, life is strange, man. Life is strange. Yeah, man. Things life, change really, really fast, life, right? Life is weird. Things do change fast. This month has been bananas. Um, Let's get into some real sports before we... uh get into sort of sports again because there was real sports today and it's funny uh there there was there's been no talk of the nfl like doing anything about this outside of they canceled their annual meeting uh, i saw a report yesterday that said that they were waiting for the cba to be done because they were going to postpone the draft because the draft was in vegas this year and you know it was like on that floating stage and there was you know, a lot of people were going to be there they're going to postpone the draft because the draft was coming up what in like a month yeah. So everything else within a month is currently being postponed. Well, today, there is news. It was a close vote, but the NFL players voted to approve the new CBA. The vote was 1,019 to 959. That close. So clearly split by a lot of players, but we've talked about this, and I think uh, you know over the course of the, the last few weeks on the shows before all the stuff went down is that a majority of the younger players or the lesser players who are making less money would accept this deal because it meant an extra uh, extra power part of the revenue and another chance to make some money in larger roster spots, which will keep you on the roster longer. Um, those players are the ones who wanted this CBA, and they don't care about 17 games because they don't play as much. It was the players who were starters who make boatloads of money who were like, no, I don't want this. I don't want to play an extra game. I don't want you know, all of these extra things to happen because I don't feel like I need it. Um, so that's what's happening. So the, there'll be a 17 game season. There will be, uh, seven teams in the playoffs. Only one team gets a buy. All of those things that were talked about in the CBA are happening in the NFL starting next year. And, uh, well, actually no 17 game season could start as early as, uh, two years from now, but this is a uh, CBA goes till 2030. So 10 more years of quote unquote labor, labor peace, man. Um, wasn't surprised wasn't surprising that they signed it, especially after they bought forth the new CBA, another uh, deal, which would include 18 games. 
And so they kind of put the players in a in a, a lose-lose situation. So either way, you're going to have to play more games. Um, so they just decided to take the, the, the lesser of the two evils, which is the 17-game season. Um, but again, the, if you look at the numbers, it was, like you said, 1,000... Um, 1,019 voting yes and 959 voting no. Um, and I can imagine a lot of those 959 were some of your upper echelon superstar That's players, literally you six, know. 60 votes, by the way. Yeah. So I can imagine most of those guys were, were in there. But, man, I, I'm not I'm not super surprised. I'm, I'm kind of glad in one in some respect that it's kind of over now. Uh, we know outside of any other major pandemics there's not going to be any work stoppage until you know 2030 quite possibly you know but it's so strange that we have to say that it's it, i know right it's it's really strange like i never thought <laughs> we would have to be a work stoppage except for right now yeah I, I i never thought in a million years that we would have to have a conversation like that but you know kind of here we are i'm i'm glad that they've they've kind of finally fig- finished this there's been talk for the last what six seven years about the NFL going to a 17-game season and, you know, kind of taking out one of those preseason games, which a lot of people just kind of view as pointless, you know, and and repetitive at a point. So at least now you're getting quality games. The part I don't – I'm not psyched on is the playoff format uh, with the one conference, you know, the the whomever is the leader of the conference getting the bye and whoever is second place, now you have a a first round, like a wild card game all of a sudden. I don't don't like that because – you know, I think if you there's 32 teams and man, two from each conference, man, play the play their asses off and work themselves into being uh, 13 and three or 12 and 14, then I think they should be rewarded by getting that first round by. You know, and then it keeps those those best teams fresh. So this way, man, when you do get to the Super Bowl, in most cases, in a lot of cases, you we should get the best two teams. Usually, best offensive, best defensive teams are the ones that end up in the Super Bowl. So. I don't know. That's that's a little. I, I feel like you're you're watering down the playoffs now, because now there's some, and we talked about this, some eight and eight teams that are going to get in, some you know uh, nine and seven teams that that creep in all of a sudden may not have been that good, may have just turned it on towards the end of the season, may have had a great opening uh, section to the season and then just kind of fell off, and those teams are going to get rewarded with the playoff spot, and that's just kind of you know, of course you, it's cool because guys make more money and there's more incentives there, and you know. Now, who doesn't want an additional playoff game on that wild card Saturday and Sunday? Now, instead of just two games, which I thought was cool because you get to put all your energy into those two games, man. It's It can be tough to watch three football games well, uh, in a that, row. By the way, that will start this year. Yes. Um, the expanded playoffs. But I, I'm on the flip side of that. I love the idea of the expanded playoffs. It's totally selfish. Um, but six games on wild card weekend is a dream because that is one of the most fun weekends of the NFL season anyway. And you're just adding two games to it. Or maybe you put them on Monday. Maybe there's a Monday night football playoff game. So you get to have one after you go to work that Monday. That'd be really, really, really cool. Um, and yes, there are some teams that will not be super great that are making the playoffs. But that happens already anyway. And if you actually look back, it wouldn't be that often that a team that's below 500 or 500 would make it as that last seed. It wouldn't be that often. I mean, I, I think we did this experiment Um I think we did this already, but I looked at who would have who would have the teams been this year. Been like the nine and seven Eagles or something like that. And it was the, it would have been the the Steelers who were eight and eight, and middle of the road. And it would have been the nine and seven Rams. Now you tell me the Steelers were a great team and really and you feel like they should they deserve a playoff spot based on the season that they well, had. I mean, I don't want to see them in the playoffs with that team. 
No, thank you. Deserving. I mean, deserving is a totally arbitrary question. I think, or not arbitrary. It's like it's it's subjective. It's it's um, they're a team that had a massive injury to their quarterback and played a really good season with a bunch of different quarterbacks and a different all, bunch of different players. Mike this- Tomlin did the best coaching job of his life. That could be considered deserving. It, it could. I mean, he, yeah. Granted, with with the team he had last year, yes, nobody expected eight and eight. But all it does is puts you know it gives a mediocre coach in most cases uh, a little more of uh, some leash, you know, a little a, a longer leash to do stuff with, you know, because in most cases you wouldn't make the playoffs and you they're probably looking for a new coach. But it's hard to fire a coach that's eight and eight and got his team to the playoffs. And so all of a sudden, yes, Ken Wisenhunt, we're going to keep you for another year because you made the playoffs this year and you were seven and nine. Awesome. You know, like that's. But uh, again, that's the thing is it's not that common that that happened. So two years ago, it would have been the Steelers again, nine, six and one and the Vikings, eight, seven and one. Not great records. Hold on. Three years ago, Ravens, nine and seven and Lions, nine and seven. Four years ago. It would have been Titans nine and seven, Bucks nine and seven. So I mean, nine and seven teams already make the playoffs. It's not that unusual to have that in there. Jets ten and six in 2015, Falcons eight and eight. There's your first eight and eight team right there from four or five years ago. It's not as common as you're making it out to be. That's all. One of the things I like about it is that when you're when you're talking about sometimes teams, you know, kind of start off slow. They they whether it's you had coaching changes, major changes that keep players that require you to be in you know uh in tune with the rest of your team you just you need game reps to get that going and you see teams come out flat early in the season and they they come out one and four i'll, I'll just throw out the denver broncos last year you started off the season one and four in the first five games and you knew you weren't making the playoffs with this i think you still have a little bit of hope because the broncos also finished as a seven and nine team maybe you make some decision different decisions as a team um that that don't tank your season nearly as much and, and, and it keeps maybe some more of these teams in playoff hunt makes the season a little bit more interesting i i am worried from the aspect that i do think the nfl has the best postseason i mean i know some people disagree with that but i i think they have the best <clears throat> postseason of all um huh. pro sports but um <laughs> you know I, I could you could argue nhl i like I, I do NHL's like the fact too, that yeah. all three of those that we just mentioned, a wild card team can win it all. And that's what I like about those postseasons. The NBA is not going to happen. So anyways, that's what I worry about that is watering it down to that aspect that you're kind of taking away a little bit from what the postseason could be. Yeah, I mean, that, if I want to be a contrarian to what I just said, I do love it selfishly. But, I mean, my favorite playoffs are baseball. And they added the second wild card team, but it's a one-game playoff. So it's like... It's still only a couple of teams making it every year. The NBA and NHL, I mean, half of each conference makes it, which is extreme. And sometimes those teams wind up getting hot and they win. Like you said, the wildcard teams can win in the NHL. Uh, I mean, I remember the last time the Devils made it to the Stanley Cup, Devils are my team. They played the eight-seeded Kings and got destroyed because Jonathan Quick, their goalie, was just incredible in that entire series, that entire playoffs. But to me, that's where the regular season becomes less and less important um, obviously, the NFL the regular season will always be important because it's short, right? 16 or now 17 games. Um, it's not 162 or 82. It's or 30 or 40 or whatever. If you're looking at soccer or college football or college basketball, I mean, um, it's 16 games. So it will always be important. And the playoffs will now be more exciting uh, because there's more games. But I, I am worried this will lead to a trend of 
continuing to water it down. Well, we'll let eight teams in from each conference, and then that's like okay. Yeah, see, I'm, now we're getting to that point. I, I think the playoffs, like again, you're adding an additional game, and for me, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm probably watching two games a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? A game just to really pay to really pay attention to those games. I don't. I'm not gonna say people aren't gonna watch those that that third game because I think they absolutely will. But for me, it's like that. If unless it is on a Monday night, like if you do the whole you know Saturday Sunday Monday thing, I think that could work. But I think if you put more than a couple games on that that Sunday or during that, I don't know. It could be a little bit of overkill. Uh, people That's are already me. used to watching three games on Sunday. Um, it, I mean. I, Saturday, I mean, oh, yeah, but it, 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 you also at this, this, you know, NFL fans at this point are also going, oh, there's an infinite or there's a finite number of games left. You, you kind of sit down for all of them because you know it's coming to an end. So that's kind of one thing that you do have anticipation of the end of the season. You're, you're typically not going to be like, eh, I'm bored of football because you know it's coming to an end anyway. Coming up next, why is UFC still doing this? Why is UFC still? trying to push forward through this. This is Sword of Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1021 here on your Sunday morning. Sort of Sports Sunday here with you until 11 o'clock. Hate it or love it. <clears throat> Coming up next, some sports, some non-sports. We're just going to have to to add in a lot more uh, non-sports stuff as we keep going. And that's cool. I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to kind of stretch the boundaries of the show a little bit here and see what's uh, what's going on in the world outside of uh, football and sports that we usually get to talk about every two every week for two hours. Um, but, you know, for now, we're still reacting to what happened last week and what's been going on in the sports world. And uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show. The only sport, major sport, that still still seems to be going on is UFC. And Dana White, UFC president, outspoken, you know, big bald dome, um, gets angry. Apparently, he talked to Pence and Trump, and they were like, ah, you know, don't panic. You can probably still do what you're doing. And he took that as gospel and uh, decided to keep going on with UFC, which to me is the strangest decision in all of this because fighting is the sport where all of the body fluids that could carry this could be all over the place, on the fighters, outside of the ring, on the corner people. I mean, if there are fans going there, then, you know, potentially that too. This does live on surfaces for a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I just don't, that to me is it is su such a moronic decision with everybody else doing what they're doing to be like, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're big, strong UFC. We don't bow down to anybody, not even bad pandemics. We're going to keep fighting. It's like, come on. Come on. And you know the public pressure's coming on him uh, already. I mean, I guess I'm part of it now, too. But it's it's like, wake up there, Dana. Dana White, um, smart guy, you know, has you know, a very, uh, very smart businessman, um, has really kind of taken the, the Vince McMahon road of, you know, dominance as far as just, you know, making sure you buy up all your other competition and all, all the other stuff, make sure you kind of, you know, saturate the market with just your stuff. And that's pretty much what Dana White has done. 
uh, Bellator, some other things, some other, you know, you know, fighting organizations are around, but UFC is the top. NBA canceled. Baseball canceled. Baseball hadn't even really started yet, and they were like, yeah, we're good. We'll, we'll wait hockey, hockey, which is as, as masculine a sport as you can possibly come across, canceled. Well, make sure you say postpone. Postpone. Well, let's say cancel because we don't know if it's coming well, back. We we'll, know March Madness was canceled. Yeah, we know that was canceled. We know so we we don't know if it's going to come back. We don't know how that works for TV deals. We don't know how this works for anything. We haven't really heard any of that stuff of how TV looks. This what's TNT going through right now because basketball is on hiatus. What's ESPN like? ESPN literally has no content right now. You know what I mean? So nobody really knows what's happening. So let's for the moment let's just go ahead and say it's canceled because we we honestly don't know. Here's Dana White who knows that his sport is literally all about blood and guts. And you say that the fights are going to continue. We're just going to move to London. Like the, what? Like, okay. Like, so why London? I mean, the UK also, I mean, the UK is doing a very similar thing that we did early on. Like, Oh no, it'll be fine. Whereas the entirety of Europe is in going crazy. Because right with now. Dana White, man, you got, if you know anything about, you know, I'm a big MMA fan, big boxing fan. Dana White is incredibly arrogant, really arrogant. You know, you're looking at a guy who took UFC from this bare knuckle boxing type thing to this man global conglomerate. You know what I'm saying? Like, so here, here's a guy that really believes that he knows best right here. We're just gonna not gonna have any fans here, man. Do you understand, dude? They're hitting each other in the face, and blood is splattering across the room, and sweat, and all these guys. And then you got trainers that are coming in and trying to close the wound, and like, there's there's too many things going on. Guys are drinking stuff, spitting it on the floor, spitting it where. Like, there's too many. Everything that you could need to catch this virus is right there in UFC. We thought it was bad in basketball where we know guys are sweating and they're licking their palms and they're p- touching the ball and they're slapping ass and high-fiving. Like, we, we know that's bad already. But UFC is, is that's, that's as hands-on literally as it gets. And so for you to be so de- delusional right now is kind of disappointing. And it really it puts your fighters in – uh, really awkward positions because now if I'm a fighter and I'm really concerned about my health because I know this is can be you know given through saliva given through sweat given through blood yeah I'm looking at you a little weird now because now you're putting me in an uncomfortable position because if I say no nah, I'm not going to fight what does that do to me as a UFC fighter you know how does that how am I viewed all of a sudden am I going to be blackballed or maybe not able to fight anymore if I say no nah, I'm not going to do this so and I think fighters fight you know, at the end of the day, like they're not going to look for excuses to say that they can't do it. But it was it was a real I couldn't even watch the fights last night. Like I was supposed to do my uh, fight or flight podcast last night. And I just I ended up not doing it because, number one, there's no people there. And this feels weird. Like this feels weird doing this fight. I, I'm To be honest, don't even know who won last night. Couldn't even tell you. Hmm. You know, I didn't even didn't even bother to watch it. It wasn't even important to me. And so I think. Dana White, it shouldn't be important, you know, to him either. I didn't even get together with my guy to do the podcast because I was like, let's just let's just be safe, at least for now. You know what I mean? Like for this week, next week we'll see what's up. But for now, like you go ahead and stay with your wife and with your babies and everything like that. I'm gonna stay over here. Like we'll do that again. So Dana White, man, I was super super disappointed. Even Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, man, I'm all who's all about making money, who's all about man dominating the the, the landscape. Was like, you know what, man? We're not gonna have any. We're not gonna have a show. We're not gonna have people around it and everything like that. We're still gonna have wrestlers, which I still was kind of like, mm, that's weird. But man, we're gonna cancel everything else, you know. So I don't know what Dana White is is thinking about. We'll see. But yeah, not the not the best look if you're a UFC fan.
All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, it is time for Hate It or Love It. But first, Jesse has a Sports Center update. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I have a feeling the uh, hate it or love it debates are going to become a lot more heated because Jesse's going to award points, not not based on facts, but based on opinions, because a lot of the questions that we will have to get to are going to be like, like I alluded to earlier, like creamy or chunky peanut butter. Like there's not really facts on that, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm very curious what Jesse's going to bring to the table. Oh, yeah. yeah, you lost a point. There are facts. My opinions are facts. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, yeah, just so y'all know. My starting opinion, at starting at negative one. My opinions it. are facts. Um, yeah, let's uh get this out of the way. That's my my really bad updates. Uh we'll move on. All right. All right. Uh all right. Um there are every once in a while terms that I hear in sports where it's an oxymoron and you're like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why is this a saying? Why is this something that we're hearing why is this what we're calling it and for example let's just go ahead and say tomorrow the legal tampering period in the nfl begins which makes no sense legal tampering that that those don't go together if, if you're catching my drift right but in fantasy football the realm of sports that i like to live in they also have an oxymoron saying of Positive regression. Positive regression. Positive what? regression. Yes. Okay. I yes. don't. I have never heard that term in my life. Yeah. Well, uh, that's because they just started using it about a year ago. Okay. I think they're trying to think they're smart and trying to think of new terms. It's. It makes no sense. It's. It's just like legal tampering period. Love or hate. Positive regression is a more idiotic saying than legal tampering. Yeah, I'll say love on that um, because to me. When you say legal tampering, you're basically saying that the act of tampering, which is illegal, is now legal. So it is an oxymoron because you know in, in the NFL or in sports generally, you're not allowed to tamper with players outside of a certain window. We're not allowed to reach out to them. But they're saying, hey, we're making this legal now. Positive regression? The only way that makes sense to me is that they're saying that... A player who had a regression the year before still did things that were positive so that it's a positive regression, but that doesn't make any sense. That's because it's not what they're saying. What are they saying? All right. So positive regression means that that they regressed the year before and that they are actually going to have a positive effect and have better numbers the coming season. Okay. That's that's a terrible term then. Yes. Because That doesn't make any sense. Call that like soon to boom or something like that <laughs> i love it i mean you know you could take that a lot of different ways but uh that it's the soon to boom list not the positive regression list positive regression means oh you started getting worse last year but it's a good thing thumbs up to you man that's stupid wait what i'm still positive regression is this or, yeah no no it's an oxymoron except it's a really bad one soon to boom think about it as soon to boom yes there there it's it's a, a soon to boom boom room it, it's a a uh, it's a, a bounce back it's supposed to be a bounce back season it's basically their new way of saying bounce back season 
They're they're due for positive regression, is what they like to say now. And we're talking about a player or a team. I'm still, I'm so like, what? I feel like Rashad was listening like for two percent of your. Questions. I'm still so like positive I, I, regression. I, all right, like, all right, let's go back. All right, we're talking in the world of fantasy. So I think we're Rashad talking has about some ladies he's texting right now. Players. Okay. All right. So basically, right in the world of fantasy, right? they use the term positive regression for players that are due to have a bounce back. Okay. Okay. So that is a dumber term. Than legal tampering. Hate or love, that's a hate dumber term than legal tampering. I, I hate it. I don't understand. Like, legal tampering, I don't, I'm still like, legal tampering, that also sounds stupid. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'd, sure. What? <laughs> I, you know I feel what? like, I feel like this is, li- I wasn't here for what? it. What? I feel like this is like the college basketball question where he went, I don't know. Like, yeah, what? I, I don't, I don't know. Yes. Uh, did we go? Did we just kind of a little over over the top there? Uh, you're talking like a riddle, real, but okay. Um, <laughs> positive regression. Uh, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I've got a large lead. I, I guess right, I can still blow it. All right, it. moving on. Moving Jesus. on. Oh, oh my. We're just gonna, what? Yeah, you got a really big lead now. <laughs> what? Okay, so this is what hate it or love it is turning into now. <laughs> um, all right. He's still uh, shaking his head, by the way. <laughs> all right, so one of the other, uh, uh, the, uh, the NFL PA approved the um, new collective bargaining agreement in the NFL. And one of the things that's happening um, is... They, which I haven't even brought up in my updates because there's a lot of things going on with this, this CBA, but they're they're getting rid of one of the tags. So you can only tag one player per year, and it used to be you can have, like, a restricted guy you can tag with one tag, and then you got the, so you know, the transitional transition tag. tag where you can put on, like, hey, you want to you wanna sign him, you're going to have to give us a first-round pick. That's what they put on Taysom Hill. Uh, and then they had the franchise tag. Now you can only choose one of the two. Now this is going to affect some of the other teams, like, Let's say the Dallas Cowboys, who were thinking about using it on Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott, or the Tennessee Titans. So, love or hate, the elimination of one of the tags is going to make free agency exponentially more fun to watch. Oh, man. Uh, love. You know, the franchise tag is one of those things that uh, oftentimes or all the time is used because you don't want to play another guy or pay a, pay a guy to stay. And, you know, you get no the franchise tag at least kind of keep lease them for another year or so uh with that gone all of a sudden free agency opens up for everybody because there's in most cases some of your stars they might have their friend their um contracts expire within a year of each other so you're gonna have to make some pretty difficult decisions we've seen already what's happened with Dak prescott and we're seeing what's happened with uh ezekiel elliott and you know sometimes you're gonna have those things where you gotta decide man who you're gonna pay who you're gonna franchise and everything so now all of a sudden the free agent market opens up for uh, everyone else. So, yes, I think it's a, a great idea, and I think all of a sudden it's made free agency uh, that much more interesting. Um, I'm going to say love for the question that you asked because, yes, it will make free agency more interesting. Uh, sometimes free agency in the NFL is a little bit weird. Uh, there are a lot of good players, but there's not a lot of big-name players, and a lot of the times the guys who are franchise tag eligible or transition tag eligible are bigger names because they're younger and they're on the rookie deals, and they're trying to keep them there longer. Uh, so I think that'll make it more interesting if a guy like Amari Cooper is all of a sudden a free agent who's a really good wide receiver who can help the team. That'd be great. And it's not like 
random offensive lineman here who's a pro bowler, but nobody really cares where he signs outside of diehard NFL fans. Uh, personally, though, I don't really like this because I really enjoy teams building from within and keeping guys as long as they can. Uh, not in a way that hurts the players. And I know sometimes people view the tags as a way that it's hurting the players. But, you know, you you got you drafted Dak Prescott and there's a rule in place that allows you to keep him for not a four hundred million dollar contract. You got Amari Cooper in a trade, a really smart trade, and there's a way for you to keep him as well without losing him, and you have to choose one. I don't like that personally, but it will make free agency better. All right, heading into the uh, third round, uh, Mike's got a little bit of a lead. That's fine. Just just a small one. Rashad sounds so defeated. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's... Uh, one of the things that's uh, a positive, one of the positive aggressions of the coronavirus outbreak is the uh, uptick in uh, people washing their hands and covering their mouth when they cough. And, you know, we saw this coming with the coronavirus. It was just going to, like, we were due for, you know, a bounce back with people, cover, you know, covering their mouth and, and stuff. Love or hate. Once the COVID-19 outbreak subsides, people will go right back to not covering their mouth oh, and yeah. not washing their hands. That's a huge love right there, my friend. Uh, I think people are people are so quick to go, oh, it's not needed anymore. Okay, I'm going to go back to my old habits. And I think the worst part about a lot of this for me is finding out just how many people weren't regularly washing their hands. Like they're like, oh, I, I wash my hands in the bathroom now. Like, you weren't before. <laughs> like, that's where you're supposed to wash your hands. Um, you didn't cover your mouth to cough or you didn't put like your arm up to your mouth to cover yourself. You just kind of just like <laughs> all over the place. Come on. That's that's ridiculous. So but I mean, knowing people and we are humans and humans are stupid. Um, we wow, will uh, get double on that one. Actually. We will uh, we will see that people go right back to the old habits once this hell, even before this probably fully dies down. It'll be like contained mostly and everyone's gonna be like, nice. Time to lick a pole. Are you done? I'm sorry. I got to the point. Okay. I'm done. Uh, man, yeah, I love. Like, as, as soon as, like you said, that the the overall panic dies down, I think people are going to get right back to their real lives, you know, their normal lives. Uh, like anything, you know, the something happens for a little bit and we're all over it and we're all on top of it and then you know things kind of fade into the background and we get back to normal i think the one thing that's different about this is it's taken away all of our entertainment you know for the most part uh shows that we're used to watching haven't been uh haven't been able to kind of shoot some of their new episodes uh obviously sports is off man concerts aren't really uh going on so everybody's canceling all the things that we're typically uh, interested in and whatnot. So, yeah, I think after this all kind of dies down, people will get back to their normal lives. But what exactly will that look like? Because a lot of our normal lives are, you know, kind of around this entertainment scope that we have between TV and movies and uh, going places, going out and stuff like that. So um, I think at a point, some of those things like sports will still be cut off, but uh, people will eventually get back to their normal lives. I want to say within the next week, week and a half. All right. Our winner today is... You think really in a week and a half? Probably. I'm going to say like two weeks. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about... We'll see. We'll see. I think some people probably would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our, our winner today is... Rashad by, Taylor. <laughs> by a steep margin. Mike Lynch. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we got one final segment to go here on the show, and we will do that next here on Sword of Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I wonder what everyone's uh, plans are now that they have to do social distancing or whatever, or, you know, that it's suggested that you do that. I wonder uh, what uh, what do you think is going to be the most common thing done or watched or I don't know, whatever other word you want to use. Honey-do list is in full effect right now. Um, but you can't leave the house or you're not supposed to. That doesn't mean you ain't got to go somewhere. I'm being all those things that you didn't want to do around the house, uh, fixing stuff, putting that stuff up. Well, yeah, like now. You think that's going to be the most common thing that's done? I think for a lot of people, yeah. But now, I mean, kids are going to be home. So everybody's that's babysitting. True. Everybody's, you know, at home with their kids, making three meals, three, four meals a day. Like, like that's what people are. If you have kids... You're occupado for the next, you know, few weeks. Yeah, that's the whole part of this. That's, it's weird. It's not. I shouldn't say it's weird. I mean, it is weird, but it, that's tough. Is some parents aren't going to be able to not go to work or work from home, but their kids aren't going to be allowed to go to school. And I'm assuming daycares aren't going to be open because you can't have X amount of people together. So what? Do you just bring your kids to work? You then expose them to people at work? No. I'll, easy answer. For me, well, you, you just no. leave them at home alone? N- and like, no. What do you do? No. The, 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 the goal, listen, if there's stuff that you can do from home, you need to be allowed to do that from home at this point. Like, so offices that are trying to have people come in and do a full full's day full day's work, man, just understand that right now uh, your kids aren't at school. They have no real place to be. There is no Boys and Girls Club open. There is no... Uh, community centers that are going to be open and, and available to the public like that all those places that people would typically send their students because they don't have school is no longer an option so yes man if you think parents are gonna just go to work and leave their seven-year-old at home what well, man absolutely not so man the rest of the the job world hey man get it together because there's no way that you look at me i'll be honest i ain't going i ain't going because number one i have an eight-year-old son i'm not leaving him at home by himself you know and for a lot of us, man, there is an option three and four and five, you know, so you do this or that's just kind of what it is. So I think that's going to be the case for a lot of folks, though. So there's going to be a lot of like Baby Shark. Oh, yeah. Or whatever crappy TV oh, yeah. shows lots the kids of, watch these lots days. Lots of Disney Junior. Lots of, you know, if you got Disney Plus, there's going to be a whole lot of that. But yeah, for the most part, people are just going to be tucked in the house. I think lots of the office is on like every day. Yeah, so well, you can watch like spy, literally like four hours of The Office. Watch The Office over and over again. There you go. Netflix and chill. I mean, for me, well, first of all, we're still coming to work. So this is a little bit different for me. But um, I feel like there's some games that I never finished. You know, I, I, I never finished God of War on PlayStation. I never finished Red Dead 2. I just kind of I played them and then I was like, ah, I'll get back to it. I never did. Why not get to, why not get back to them? got time to kill <laughs> why not yeah there's nothing you nothing but time nothing at this point time. you know and you probably won't be having a bunch of visitors and, and people over at the house so yeah man like now is definitely uh the time if yeah, somebody's texting it's gonna be a whole lot of babies in the next nine months man because when you quarantine there's <laughs> there's not much else to do Ooh. you know so, so i can imagine the baby boomers these are gonna be the 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 like corona 
yeah. boom. Yeah. The virus boom. Yeah, the corona babies. Is that, is that really what we, what we want to call them when there's, oh, a, when there's a beer what, named after that's them? That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. If you're born, what, what's nine months from now? Uh, what's that? Uh, December. S- December? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be a corona baby. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of December birthdays. All yeah. of a sudden, everyone's born on Christmas. Hooray! Yeah, right? No, that would be terrible. Shared birthday. Oh, that'd be terrible. That is so. one of the worst things. I mean, I'm very fortunate not to have that. Do either of you two have a shared birthday with the holiday? I have mine's on no. Cinco de Mayo. Well, Which I mean, is awesome. Guess, that is good. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we're both oh, May right. 5th and 6th. So. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that, outside of that, nice, but... my cousin's birthday is like on the 27th of December. And so, yeah, again, then my other cousin, his birthday was on the 19th of December. So right before, right after Christmas, which almost kind of guaranteed double gifts. You know, this is your birthday and Christmas present. Right. And it's like, oh, Which great. sucks. So Thanks. I, was, I always felt bad. It's like, oh, it's my birthday and it's New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh. Super cool. Everyone's super hungover on your birthday. That's great. No, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to kick it at that point. Nobody's coming over. And usually, you know, if your birthday is on like, you know, New Year's Day, then you'll get a cool bowl game. You used to get a cool bowl game or two. That's true. Able to, you, you know, I mean, not have some type cares, of bowl party. Not everybody cares about college football, though. No. But if your birthday is New Year's Day, then I guess you are kicking at New Year's Eve. That's your day. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's your day. That's that's the birthday turn up. That's when it starts. It, is Christmas the worst day to have your birthday? I think so. I think so. Because it's like, hey, happy birthday, but Merry Christmas. We're more excited about Christmas. Nobody's wearing birthday colors. I think I think you know? that's probably right because that's also the gift thing. It's like, oh, here's your here's your one gift for both holidays. Yeah. Whereas I was thinking like Thanksgiving, like everyone's getting together for the the meal, the meal, but it's your birthday. But there's no gifts with Thanksgiving. So. That's not unless it's to you. Now at that point, yeah, Thanksgiving okay. uh, birthday yeah. on Thanksgiving makes sense because number one, it's never the same every year. So maybe on Thanksgiving one year and next year, not at all. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of one of those one of those things. But when it is on Thanksgiving, you get two presents because you get all the food. And you get actual gifts. I just, uh, I still just, I mean, you should just have your birthday on a random day. It's the best. Because you get to experience all those holidays as holidays. And then you get your birthday, too. Well, this year, your Cinco birthday de- is your own personal holiday. Well, this year, Cinco de Mayo is on Taco Tuesday. So, super excited Taco about that. Tuesday. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, LeBron, thank you, sir. But, yeah, so for me, man, all the tequila and Tecate, I can drink on Cinco de Mayo at whatever taco establishment that I end up going to, this which text, is probably all of them. This text from Ben says, my birthday is on the 4th of July. That's not a bad day to have your birthday. That's dope. My guy's birthday is on the 5th of July, which, I mean, it's so the back-to-back back hangover days. day. That's a little better. Yeah. 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 Having yeah. it on the 4th of July would be pretty cool. I think it's mostly the, uh, you know, those, like, winter, like, ho- holidays that you don't want to have your uh, your birthday on. Yeah. They tend to be the more giving, and then it takes in family-centric, right? So then, yeah. Have to think about the whole family. You can't just be selfish and think about yourself on your birthday. Yeah. Right. Speak you for can yourself. still be that on 4th of July. Be like, America's great. <laughs> I'm greater. <laughs> that is true. Um, this this texture is very angry that I didn't finish God of War. He has seven exclamation points on it. I'm sorry. It's a great game. I, I just, I put it down for like two weeks and then went to a different game and then forgot to go back. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm not a big mission game guy, you know, just because once you beat those games, it's kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah, but you can put a lot of hours into it. Now what? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. but at least with Madden and 2K and uh, hockey or whatever, man, I can play over and over. My guy can retire and I can keep playing. 
new guys all of a sudden. So I think that's why, I, and I prefer sports games more than uh, like mission shooting games. Stuff like well, that. that's where the online aspect comes in when you're when you play these. Uh, they, they over the last well, probably about ten years, they've done a great job of combining the idea of like a really good campaign that you know you spend anywhere from 15 to 150 hours depending on the game and then having online play that's almost infinite type of play depending on what kind of online i think you skyrim for example they they put on their own world that's just constantly expanding that you play your little rpg online or red dead has an online portion now too where you can play with other people i don't know i'm not a huge fan of that in the single if i'm getting a single player game i just want to play single player like i don't need the online portion of it because i just want the story that's what i'm playing it for is the story just give me a good game and I'll all play the story I'll play the story and it'll be great give me side quests give me a lot of stuff to do and give me an open world I'll be happy God of War is mostly that it's sort of open world just know. give me anything not made by 2k this year we're good well, <laughs> NFL 2k5 might be coming back or NFL 2k might be coming back I should say I, not I 2K5. hope five I hope not why you know, 2- NFL 2k5 was the best NFL game ever made uh, ever Madden Madden 05 uh, Michael Madden 04 Michael Vick that's the greatest football no. game. Absolutely. I like Madden 05 quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, is that because, the one with the quarterback vision? Uh, that might have been fun. I, yeah. Well, 2K four. had the quarterback vision, too. Oh. Yeah. All right. Look. Madden 05. NFL 2K5. Just They had, like, NFL primetime after the games with highlights from all the games with Chris Berman. Whoop. Whoop. Doing that. Okay. Well, I that was pretty cool. being able to have your NCAA. And your oh my and you gosh! Can import import your, your players. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. oh man! I, I long for the days that we can do that again. I want it. I want it. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back next week, nine to eleven, as we transition to sort of Sports Sunday, and uh, we'll have some fun as we keep going out throughout. And we'll update you on the things that are happening as well uh, until sports come back. So uh, have a very good rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.